This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Unfortunately, I don't think, I doubt that anyone here ever met Reb Gershon. I don't know if many of you heard of him until he was Nifta. So, saying the Hesped has as much to do with bringing a demus and trying to uh, portray someone. It's not as if we knew him and we're, and we're just being masked Nakudas, trying to give a general sense of a demus. Um, who was the, the head of Olam Yeshivas the last few years, and give over some, some sense of his unique person. And therefore, it's a lot more focused on, on sketching the tour of the person rather than a Hesper per se. There is a musig of a Nasi that people miss out for, for the, we don't have that structure of, of, a, of a nation, but the Olam Yeshivas is, is a world, and the people who are its manhigim, and to whom people look for, to all the Yeshivas look for direction, is a person that is, is, belongs to everyone. And Bemela, being mishtatif somewhat in the demus, is very important. First of all, again, I'll, I'll, we'll just say some facts, so that the, he was, Reb Gershon was born in 1923 in Russia. His father was a um, rov in a town. His father was a very big Talmud Chacham. 1923 was already after the Russian Revolution, and it was Usser to teach Torah. We spoke about last Tishabov, how terrible and difficult it was, and how dangerous. His mother, he, he was born with a brother, him and Rabbi Yaakov, and they, um, the mother, what she did was, she managed to register them as being a few years younger than they were, so that they could, um, so that they didn't have to go to school. Go, not going to school was a terrible thing, and so she managed somehow to finagle that they were born much later, and for a few years the father taught them the house. The father then took a younger man, this person was a Chabadnik, he was a Bacher, age 13 to teach them. And the payment was that the father would teach him uh, to learn, and then he would teach them. And this went on for a few years. Mm. Their mother became ill when they were about eight years old. They were sent off to a uh, sister, into, to, his, to, to, the, to the father's sister, and the mother passed away. So they were eight years old, Yisemim. He couldn't bring them home because he couldn't provide for them. And Bimele, they stayed there for a bit. His dream was to take them to Poland, to Kamnitz, to learn by Rebbe Ber. That was his Rebbe. And it was impossible in those days to, to learn, to, to go from... Uh, Poland and, and Russia did not have good relationships, and they, 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 the border was sealed. So he realized he'll never make it to those yeshivas. And the mela, what happened is, 
He went to Artisrael. Somehow they managed in 1934 to get to Artisrael. Again, he took them to his house and sat and learned with them all day and all night. They lived in a hut. He became a rov of, a, at that time it was a village. The father became a rov over there. And he basically sat all day with the boys teaching them. It was 24-7. No benazmanim, no Fridays, everything. They were shakdanim. And, they, uh, and then they, um, they, they knew most of the shas by the time they moved to the next step. They went to Lamja Yeshiva, which was the big yeshiva at the time in Petach Tikva. That's where Abraham Kanievsky was and others. That was, at, at that time, that was the big yeshiva in mm-hmm. Yisrael. And when the Panevich Arav made Panevich, he um, asked that they should come him and his brother. He felt that they were this would, this would be the cornerstone of the yeshivas, Talmidim. So six Bachim came, him and his brother and some others, and Rav Shmuelzovsky, Rav David, and that was the beginning of Panevich Yeshiva. He, um, he got married, and the day after the Sheva Brachas, the Panevich Rav told him, keep your frack on, and you are going to start saying Shi'urim for the younger boys. This was in the 1940s, and for 75 years or so, he said cheer every single day of his life. His, um, he's, he's, he started, he would teach first, they had very chashrash, he Shmuel, David, and then Rav Shach. He would teach the boys that came from the war and didn't know much. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, as time went on, he became, him and two others became the, the Magidish for the first year. And eventually, when the older Rosh Hashivas passed away, Reb Gershon was left as the Rosh Hashiva of the Yeshiva. There was the big picture, and he was Nifta at 100, um, a little bit over 100. The, um, I'll try to speak a little bit about the person. I, I myself was privileged to see him a few times. He, um, he was not a public figure at all until the later years, and even then he wasn't a very public figure. Um, he spoke at my oldest son-in-law's Ufruf. I would, um, they were, the family is very close with him, so he spoke at his Ufruf. I don't know if I had much more, but the, the, the most of the person was very recognizable. Gershon, you said you were in Panovich, you served Gershon. I guess what he exuded was a certain extraordinary calm and focus. And we'll try to speak a little bit about it and get a sense of it. The person Kohelis. So the, the Kohelis says that and, and a woman I didn't find, um, not even Echad Min Elif. And then it says, it says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Adam Yosher. The tzura of the person of, of Adam, the most Adam is Yosher. That's the core description. Vehema Big Rabbi. And when he created Chava, and they became Rabbim, that's when they looked for Cheshbonus Rabbim. At, at first glance, it sounds like it's the fault of the Isha. In other words, he had spoken before about how rare a person of Balmaila is, how almost impossible a woman of Balmaila, 
And that seems to go. But if you take a look at the Pasik, it says, it, it's not like that. It says, Vehema, Chazal say, Yosha Hoya, Shenema Sha Osele Kimis Adam Yosha, Uksiv Hain Adam Hoya Keechad Mimenu, Keechad Mimalach Hashores. So Adam had the quality of Echad, that he could be Keechad Mimenu. So Chazal explained that the turn from being Yasha happened when Adam became Shnayim. It wasn't the Isha per se, it was once Surus Adam was not one but two, that's when Chajrein Yisrael came in, and that is a distortion of that echad that they were. That's the way Chazal described it. I'd like to try a little bit to explain what does it mean, Yasha? What does it mean, Yasha? What does it imply? What, what follows from that? So the, um, the Rambam, we've quoted this recently two or three times. Um, the Rambam in Hilchas Deus speaks about the different midas that there are. And he says, his point is, all Midas come with various Ketzavos. They come with possibilities of veering off to one side or the other, the Ramah says. And we saw it this Friday. And then he says, No Ketzavos ha the opposite of the various ktsavas, the various turnoffs, is this mida benis, which is called the derech hayishara. Um, so he says, um, then he says again, he keeps, this is called the derech hayishara. Vua derech shirichoyke mishteh ktsavas rikhushave, venekrevelozozo. In other words, it, every mida has in it rabim, it has two ktsavis, it has two ways to veer, and the mida of Yasha is the straight middle nekuda. So the, um, the, the Rambam says over here, the derech ha is a derech that is not noite, to any one of the tzadim, and therefore it is, that's the, that's the derech yeshar. The, the koyach in Adam, that is, the, so to speak, the, the koyach that creates it, is the seichel and the das of the person. The seichel and the das of the person sits and weighs each and every midah, and it puts it in its place. Many things come out of Yashus. So there's a Radak in Bracious. There's, there's a, we, we have the Pirish Radak in Bracious. So the Radak says on the Pasik, um, when he speaks about Brias Adam, that it says Adam is, is, is so he says, Zema Shaoma Shloimas, also Kimis Adam Yasha, or Tsaloima Yasha, Shove Yasha. To give 
each part and piece the appropriate measure in the general tsura and demus of the person. That's yashus. So he says there's a chilek of a person that's offer, and therefore he needs to offer kedei levad, So when a person sits and weighs, how much do I give my guf? Then he measures out what is needed for that, what's appropriate. And in the seichel, he measures out what is needed for his olam haba. In other words, he, the, the Radak is saying not that to give a lot of ruchnias and a little gashmias. That term in itself is wrong. What's the correct term is to give each one what's appropriate. So in the cheshben, what's appropriate for the guf is kedei as a guf, which is just a means to get things done. And for the nefesh, it's what is kedei of the nefesh, which is a lot. But the common, in both of them, it's not a lot of this and a little of this. The nekuda of Yashas is each thing kifit The whole dmus and the tzura of Reb he was an incredible masmid. Like we said before, he said, until he came to yeshiva, he didn't know there was a musik ben azmanim. And he never did ben azmanim. He, he said mm-hmm. every day in yeshiva when there was yeshiva. And when there was ben azmanim yeshiva, he said share at home for the bachan that wanted to share. Every Pesach was included in the cheshbin. Every, every, every day was included in the cheshbin. There was nothing. He, he, everything was simple and pashit. But he never radiated any sense of ascetism, of siguf. There wasn't, the point was never that there would be some sort of diminishment of hanos ha'olam, sort of to thrive on the suffering or, or, or that. It was with a mishkal, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. I, I, there was extraordinary maisa. There was a bacha who came from another yeshiva, big Mitsuyan. He had been there for three years. He was the yeshiva's masmid. And came to learn in Panovich. His rebbe was a Talmud of Gershon, or Panovich a Talmud, and he brought him to yeshiva. A few months later, Reb Gershon spoke to his, to his prior yeshiva, and he said, I'm very worried because his asmada is not coming from a healthy place. And he was taken aback. And a few months later, unfortunately, the Bachar fell apart. And he was the shtem in this yeshiva. He said, for three years in yeshiva, and he was the parody yeshiva. I, I never understood where it's coming from. So even though his own metzias was kule asmada, and every, the, the same regularity, day in, day out, every minute a day, but the, it came from a certain mishkal. What is needed for myself, for my guf, what is needed for my nefesh. And those two are always going to be um, in balance. And for this bacha, the mishka was wrong. Now, if the mishka is wrong, th- there, is, there is nothing that is good if it's out of its mishka. And that was a, a, a certain understanding. His whole mitzias in learning radiated yashus. He wasn't he was brilliant, and 
someone someone um, it, it, someone writes that he was Rebaran Kotler once came to say Shir in Panovich and this person was standing next to Rav Gershon and Rebaran said Kasha and Rav Gershon muttered I'm sure he's going to this is where he's going with it two or three times and Rebaran picked up on it and he said he understood this, this one gets it um, but that wasn't his his Torah and what he what he learned, what he taught, was extremely yosher and glad. Panovich Arov pushed him to put out svar, which he didn't. He had, he wrote up his things, but he didn't. And the Rav asked him, "Why don't you put out your svarim?" So he said, "Why?" He said, "That's so yasher stick." So Yasha told him, "If I wait and think it over another time, it'll probably be more yasher stick." So Panavirov said, that's a Yashadik Asvara. That's the, that's, that's, uh, it does a Yashadik Asvara. But his, 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 his things that he said were all weighted and thoughtful and steered away from anything being flamboyant. Yibachlal had a shita with Bachrim. He felt that too much, too much weight is given for a certain Derech And he would tell many Bachram who came to him, just sit and chazova gemarashi taisis. And occasionally would say this Marashi. He says, learn it again and again and enjoy it. You'll see that the pshat of it is enjoyable. If, if you're not looking for fantasies, if you're trying to understand what did he say, what did he answer, what did he say, what's wrong, what's right, and so on, he said, you'll see it's enjoyable. He himself, he writes when he came to the for, I forgot, first man yeshiva, he learned over the Masech the 12 times in the yeshiva. And again, those days there were very few sperm in it. And he was very much, very strongly, he said, each person has the way he's most comfortable. If you enjoy it, it's a seminar for you. If you don't enjoy it, if you, if, if, then it's a simon, you're not learning how you're supposed to learn. And he had a very big understanding of different mahalchim. A boy, uh, he was once at a share and a bacha came over to him. He taught Bedachal younger bachim, 15, 16, 17 year old boys. And a bacha told him that the Birka Shmuel says, Bersefer, says not like the share. So he looked at him like with doe eyes and he says, What's the Birka Shmuel? Okay, so he's old fashioned from, you know, doesn't know about these things. Um, at some point, they were learning Sanhedrin. And this I heard from my son-in-law, who they were learning, they, 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 they made a, they, they, they introduced Sanhedrin to the Machser in Panovich. So um, one, of the, one of the Rosh Hashivas at that time was Rabbi Chaim Shlomer Leibowitz, a grandson of Rabbi Ber, And he said, where my grandfather didn't say, I can't say. So uh, Rabbi Yashin told him, your grandfather said a lot of Shurim on Sanhedrin. What are you talking about? He says, bring me. He brought him to Birkash before, and he marked off every place in Birkash that, that he talks about a certain Sanhedrin. He says, there's enough here to, to say Shurim and Sanhedrin. That for someone who doesn't know what Birkash is, that's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> but he, he was, in, in other words, for this Bacha, this is not appropriate, so it doesn't exist. For this Bacha, it's appropriate, and this is what he should do. So, understanding the Mahalach, he was in general, um, someone came to him. Uh, younger man, very tzibrochen, he's very down on himself, he's very depressed, he really feels he's a nothing and a nobody and this and that, he's, 
This is not good. That's not. He's not hot anymore. A whole a list, of, a litany of stuff. So he told him, "Here's a pen and a piece of paper. Write down some good things about yourself." So he wrote whatever he could. You know, he looked at him and said, "So you're doing what you're supposed to do. So what's the problem?" He said, "Doing what you're supposed to do is avodasodim. Why is it the glamorous and the great and the good and the wonderful? You're doing do that." His um, he was very involved in, in the last years. He was leaned on a lot for a lot of the chinuch issues that cropped up. Unfortunately, with the rebuy of the tzibur bar Hashem a lot more problems came up with people that are not going along with the flow, and it's not what they want. And he had, he, he had a very central sheet about it. And he said, should I force into this? Does he at least have that? He said, forcing is not chinuch. If you ask me about chinuch, that's not chinuch. He said, chinuch is convincing, inspiring. So you, you, what you have to do is try to inspire the Talmud or the child or whatever it is. And, so, and some pretty difficult cases came to him, many difficult cases, and he had the same thing. He said, as heart-wrenching as it is, if you're going to try to push something, something you, you're not accomplishing. His main point was, and this is something that is, I think, very, very in the middle of Yashras, the meat of Yashras includes in itself that a person has a goal. If a person meanders about, then he does a lot of walking, but he's not going anyplace. If a person sets a goal and he marches towards the goal, that's Yasher. Yasher includes, first and foremost, having a goal where you're going to. And he would always pose, should I do this or that? And he would always say, well, what exactly is the goal? What exactly is the tachlis? Do you really think that he'll change because of this or that? And even if he does what you told him to do, do you think he internally changed? So if your goal is to change, and it's not creating a change, so what's the question? It was baffling because we get caught up with our emotions, and it's very hard for us to, 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 to free ourselves. And if the emotions are sort of... Uh, a risk of the Kedusha, it's still an emotion, and it's still dragging a person in different directions. His whole mitzias of a shilton, of seichel and das on the person, was nicker in every tenu of his, every motion of his body, calm, collected, purposeful. And someone writes that there was, I don't know, about a decade ago or so, they, um, they had to work to fix the steps going up the hill to, to, to um, Panovich. So the, the, what they did was they rerouted. Uh, every day they would, you know, you'd have to go this way, that way, the other way. And, you know, to, as they were fixing the steps, they kept taking out sections and you had to go the other way. Most people on the habit of, of a decade, decades, would invariably mess up sometimes. They would go, they'd go back to the regular place and then they would realize that it's closed and they'd go back again. So Reb Gershon never ever. He, he was thought out. Every step was thought out. And 
he, he didn't, he didn't, his feet didn't carry him, his head carried him, and that's how he was. His calm and self-control, and this is a, um, a, a story I heard a long time ago when I was a Bachayet. In those days, um, transportation was underdeveloped in Israel, and uh, nobody owned a car. A, a cab was reserved for being born or dying. There, there was no, no other way. And buses was the, was the way in which people got around. So there was a chast in Rechovot. The, um, to get from Neibach to Rechovot, you took you took the 54 to Tel Aviv, to the so-called uh, central station, which at that time was just a lot of streets, and each street had different buses. And then you took the Rechovot bus. So a whole troop, a whole group came from Panovich with Rebgeshen, and they got to Tel Aviv, and then somebody noticed that two streets over, the bus Rehovot is pulling out. Um, so he um, said so he ran. They all ran. Rebgeshen walked the same methodical walk he always did, not quick, not slow, just straight. He made it, obviously. And he told the Bachrim, if you walk slowly, if you walk calmly, if you walk normally, then you, you might lose the bus to Rehovot. But if you run, you lost yourself. And much better to lose the bus to Rehovot than to lose yourself. In other words, the idea of a person breaking out of self-control and being pulled and run by something else that's a, that's a certain breach of Tzuras Adam. It's something that's even hard to talk about. I don't think people even understand it. You know, I, 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 running means that I'm being pulled by something or pushed by something. It's not a conscious decision. It's, it's, it, running is, is a hafkorfen decision. Doing something thoughtfully, is deliberately, is what Tzuras Adam is. And, and running to, because something else has forced me to run was by him a, a terrible breach of Tzuras This Mida served him incredibly in a very difficult kufa in his life and many other people's lives. Unfortunately, many years, not many years ago, but quite a number of years ago, the yeshiva was beset with a big machlokas, an incredibly big machlokas, which basically caused the yeshiva to split into two with them trying to use the same facilities. Um, Rav Gershon, it, 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 the irony of it is almost, he wasn't one of the sides of Machlokas per se, did not, the question wasn't if it belonged to him or someone else, he was a, a third party in a certain sense. He, as, as Rosh Hashiva, had a day about what he felt was appropriate, was right, and his, his main instructions were First of all, to be mevatat in extreme, he left the main base medish and went to a side base medish with his island, which was the most. That was the. They were the ones who were the lion's share of the island and everything like it. He felt that would be make that would keep things more calm, and yahar vayaver, that no one should react to any provocations. And there were some provocations. People threw things at him and so on. Never reacted. And the point of it was, and, and, and a meter like that comes from many different places. 
by him it came from never to be pulled by emotions. I control my emotions. The emotions don't control me. So what does it mean? Yeah, he, he got me upset. He got me annoyed. He, he, he stepped on, he pressed the wrong buttons. So that means he's running my buttons. So he, no, I, I, what, is there a point in reacting? And if the answer is there's no reason and no point to it, then how do we react? What's, what's the point to it? It was, it, 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 it's hard to explain because none of us are familiar. The, the extraordinary self-control. When a lot of people, he, he had to exercise mail on himself. There wasn't, but many people who were hot-headed or not even so hot-headed, mm -hmm. just normal human reaction that were on quote-unquote his side, were, 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 were appalled and they, they, they wanted to do something. And he said, no, we do what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to sit and learn, we sit and learn. People throw things, they throw things. So, so, so that's it. But at the end of the day, um, we are who we are. He was an extraordinary Baltikia. He blew till this Rosh Hashanah, and his Tkiyas were clear. And he once asked, and someone asked him, like, how do you become Baltikia? And he said, Chazal say, halacha, that Tkiyas Shefer is a chachma vein malacha. If you're straining yourself and pushing yourself, it's a malacha vein chachma. If it comes from the seichel and the das, then it's never a strain, and that's what a tekiah is. He was a chaznishes bal and somebody, he, his tekiahs were perfect. When he was born by the chaznish, some, somebody in the audience, probably was 20 people, 30 people in the chaznishes, and somebody said, this was no good, you should go back. I'm from the Chaznish. Abgeshen went back, did whatever the person told him I was at. So someone who has afterwards said, did he, really, did he really have to go back on that? What? So then he smiled and he said, Leoleinu, he said, Abgeshen is a Balmum. Abgeshen is somebody who has a floor. The person looked at him. He said, Chazal say you need a Shminis or a Shminis Gaiva just doesn't have it. He said he's, he's lacking something very, very significant in his, in his suicide. The, um, I guess the, he, um, his Seder Ayyam, like we said before, stayed the same for 70 years. And it just, it's, it's, it's remarkable. 70 years. Um, during Corona, he was very macbid. She was close. He sat, he was an older person, he was in his late 90s, and he sat behind two plastic things and, and with a microphone, but he never missed share. Everything, his, he was clear until the end. His last, he was, he had a massive heart attack, and he was admitted to the ICU on Erev Shavuos. His concern was he said he made an air of tafshilin, and he's afraid that it's for naught, because the, everything in, 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 over there, he's not going to do any malachis, not going to do anything. So, but, but it, it, it disturbed him, and he was thinking. And then he ate I mean, they weren't going to let him bake bread over there or cook anything. So he told somebody, and the person brought him, um, they brought a clerician with tavlinim. 
and he put it in, sort of had it in Bishel, and the Erev Tavshil was Chalim. That, that was on his mind. He, had, he has a son, he had a son, who unfortunately had a, a very difficult paralysis, something like that. And he was, dis, you know, he was obviously very concerned and worried, and he spoke about it, and the doctor told him, you know, your heart is fragile, it's not good for you to get worked up about it. He never spoke afterwards about it. He never mentioned it. Doctor said, now is it. He prepared shear every day he was in ICU. And um, he, uh, the, the, I, don't, I don't, didn't get it clear if he spoke it in the mic or he told, I think he told it, he had a few Talmidim who came to meet in Kisidron. They would write it down and give it over. Sit here every day. So mm-hmm. in the mornings he would spend making his marmikomos, writing down clearly what he has, and then and then uh, having uh, and then either saying it for the for the bachim. I think he repeated it. Right? That was my impression of it. The morning that he was nifter was not different. Davent, he sat in his bed. He wrote out all the marmikomos, and as he was finishing marmikomos, he was nifter. The, um, it says, Bilam said, Thomas Nafshi Moisi Sharim. That Bilam sort of felt says in Yiddish, Leben Villa Chazar Shatog, or Bestauben Villa which means person wants to live a decadent life. But Thomas Nafshi Moisi Sharim, I'd like to have a Levaya with nice stories about me. A person who lived his whole life with Yashras, Yashras means two things. There's a goal that's set. There's a seichel that sets every step, step by step by step, to get to that tachlis. That's what Yashas is. That was Abgeshen. He knew clearly what Machai Basi Bailami. He said that. He told somebody once, somebody, I guess two years ago, so made some comment about how he was Zeichet Tarichas Yomim and with such clarity. And Mamish continued. And he said, maybe it means I just haven't finished doing what I'm supposed to do. That, you know, it's, 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 it's not a gift, but a challenge. Stay in, they out. The consistency. Reb Chaim Shavitz used to speak about Kul and Shavon Latoiva, about Soimenu. That to get someplace, it's not how quickly you go, it's how consistently and how you keep the direction. A person can, can drive thousand miles, but if he's not sure where he's driving to, if he's wandering around, if, 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 if sometimes yes, sometimes not, the person's not going to get there. The demos of a person that every single, he had a clear vision, there was a clarity, a pashtas. This is Chayvasi Bailami. Mr. Sasharim was, 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 was uh, on his lips. His musa was very simple, very posh, very direct. And when he finished speaking, you had a hard time arguing with it. It, it, it was just Emes and he would lived it, and he said the things that were his emes that he'd been living with for a hundred years. Every single moment, every single day, was thoughtful, thought out, in control of it, directed, straight. That yashras, heimah bikshukat means once you start having two goals, then you end up in neither place. The vector of, 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 of two goals is somewhere that's neither here nor there. It's when there's one goal, one focus, and a das that takes a person step by step, without stopping, without faltering, just moving step by step, that's yashras that takes a person.
Unfortunately, we didn't know him well, but at least I guess there's some sort of hashrav uh, in, in, in his shleishim of, of, of a person like that to be explaining on what Surah Adam is, on the Yashar that's Surah Adam, on what it takes, on the, on the extraordinary, extraordinary difficult simplicity. And Be'ez Hashem, we should say to come back somewhere to that original Surah of Surah Adam of Al-Kim Adam Yashar. Thank mm-hmm. you.